This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello. Today we are talking the Kung Fu classic. Kung Pao, enter the fist. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Yes! Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, in my defense of that slightly bizarre (laughs) intro, Jesse and I didn't really plan anything, and as uh, we were being counted down to going live, I was like, oh, Jesse, you talk for me. And I'll pretend but, that I'm badly dubbed. But my mic is always off for that part. <laughs> so like, I like checked and I was like, nope, so nope. Like, as we hear, and you're live, it was like, oh, uh, I will do a very bad impression of a Godzilla movie and be moderately potentially offensive. Well, I, think, you know, I think it but, went okay. Like, I think you, you nailed the aesthetic, though. Like the yeah. whole movie is, is yes, that. Yes. So. I, just, I just retweeted our tweet. Oh, yeah, I was going to do that. Uh, That's why my phone's out. Don't think I'm being hey, right. I'm not by texting the way, everybody. Right I'm Ben. Begley, your host today at the Ben Begley. We are at Guilty Movie Guys. I don't say this enough. Uh, we have a Twitter account at Guilty Movie Guys. We just kind of throw it out at the end when you're all asleep from listening to us for too long. But we talk a lot about nerd. We nerd out about movies on there. We do mm-hmm. polls on what's your favorite Guilty Movie pleasure. We're trying to do more stuff, stay more active on there. We'd love for you to interact with us on there and get more than our 230 uh, bots that we paid for on yeah, there. Uh, but but you know, it's well worth the money, I it's think. It's well worth that 230 I, I They're did, very active bots on there. I did want to say, today, w- the show uh, that we're going to do on Kung Pao is going to be entirely done on Twitter. We're going to use our time today <laughs> to promote yes. the Twitter. Yep, yep, yep. That's, so it. That's all we're doing. strap in. Strap in. So, And this is Jesse McIntosh, Hi. as always, my Hi, co-host. Where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, you can find me at too much jesse on twitter and instagram nice i'm trying to find okay perfect i did want to find uh uh jeffrey peters is the one who actually i want to give a shout out this week to uh jeffrey peters if that's his real name if that's even your real name he's the one who wanted this who asked for it a few times and i think we've had a, a couple other people and then ryan forgive me if i'm saying your last name wrong getig ryan getig i believe is how you say it. Uh, he watched. Not only did he watch Guilty Movie Pleasures, he watched The Hungover Games and uh, The Funhouse Massacre. Holy shit! And I told him, even I can't handle that much me and I. That's me. too so, much Ben Begley. In, Ryan, in between, he watched your uh, T-Mobile commercials. <laughs> exactly. So Ryan, thank you for uh, the support. I appreciate that. Uh, the rest of you, I don't expect a Ben Begley marathon, but if you want to watch any one of those... Yo, if you guys cool. want to watch the episode of Community I was in, um, definitely sp- throw that in there yeah, also. Yeah, which episode? Uh, I don't know. It was like 502 or something like that. There you go. Check that, out that 502. Might that might be yeah, it. Yeah, and Prom Losers, they can find yeah, you that anyways. Find, find that on the Twitter and Instagram On the Twittergram, yes. The, the Twittergram. The Twittergram. So I just wanted to give the shout-outs, because usually we just say, thanks, random listener, for... Uh, so yeah, there we mm-hmm. go. So, uh, nice. Jeffrey and Ryan, thank you. You both appreciate you guys. Uh, we're talking Kung Pao into the fist today. Holy shit, man. I was so stoked when this got um, suggested because 
I have. I gotta turn my phone off. Look at me. I'm so unprofessional today. Get it together. It just you know it's it started off uh, because we're just earlier than I'm used to. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. So, and by early, he means on time. On time. We're on time today. <laughs> we're on time. Today. It's very strange. It's super weird. Yeah. But um, everything looks different. This movie. Uh, I was so excited when Jeffrey uh, when he when somebody when this was a request because I watched this in college. I did. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. But I remember seeing it on like a trailer or something on YouTube and buying the DVD blind and then watching it like ten times. Yeah. Because this movie is... And we were talking about this. It's like the precursor to bad lip readings on YouTube, which is viral now. It's like Steve Odekirk kills it in this movie. It's fucking hilarious. And it's unlike anything I've, I'd ever seen before, and maybe since. Or kind of ever seen again, ever right? Seen like again. no one's done a film like this <laughs> It just it boggles the mind. Stephen, uh, the producer here, he was saying, Stephen Lemieux was saying how he's just amazed this movie got made. And that's it. It's like, you watch this and you're like, how did this get greenlit? So I, I looked it up on IMDb because yeah. I was curious about um, just everything about it. Yeah. Um, and it, they said the budget was $10 million. And I have, to, I have to imagine $9.5 million of that was acquiring the visual rights <laughs> to, to the movies that they used. To right? Tiger and Crane Fist yeah. is what the original film was called? Yeah. So in case you don't know, uh, those of you who are uninitiated to Kung Pao Enter the Fist, the premise of this movie is they took... An old 1970s kung fu film called Tiger and Crane Fists, and they redubbed over the entire movie. Which, full disclosure, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. Sorry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the reboot. This is the remake. <laughs> they fully redubbed over it, and then they filled Steve Odenkirk. He puts himself into it, and then also redubs all the voices himself. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a Family Guy episode or a South Park episode, and uh, but then they film much more offensive because yeah. he's just a white dude dubbing over uh, an entire <laughs> cast of Asian and, people. And, the, and the Master Tang sounds a little uh, Mexican potentially at points, where he sounds more like the yeah. Yo Quiero Taco Bell, which is Carlos Ellis Rocky, a buddy of mine. He sounds a little bit more like. He's he's doing product placement well, for Taco he, Bell. I mean, he had to come up with like twenty different voices. Yeah. yeah. So, in his defense, he doesn't really do uh, bad offensive Asian accents. He just kind of does goofy voices he does goofy. for the most yeah. part. That's where mm-hmm. he. And I think that was smart. But so uh, then they shoot some new scenes for it as well with a, the woman with the uniboob <laughs> uh, and a few others. That on top of that, they dub over poorly as well, which I think is hilarious. Uh, and I, the dog, they dub oh, over the dog, the dog is my favorite. When dog. he goes. <laughs> yeah, like so 10 good. seconds ago. So, so, Jesse, you were a little wounded last week. I was, Ma- yeah. Machete wasn't your favorite, even though it's one of my favorite. That's fine. We can disagree. How did you... I was nervous having you watch this this week. Yeah. You, we already know I loved it. I've seen this like 10 times. I have since... There's so many times... My wife hasn't seen this. There's so many times where like she'll get upset and I'll just be like, wee <laughs> and she'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Or I'll be like, I go pee-pee standing up too, you know? And she's like, I don't... I don't get the reference. Or when we drive by a Taco Bell and I go, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement for Taco She's just like, I have no idea what you're talking you about. You should explain it to her because 
it's it's just it's kind of funny like to be in a relationship with someone and you make references and they're like i don't get it and you're like fuck you (laughs) yep sorry 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 it's this movie well you should figure out what i'm referencing she finally watched the source material she did walk in and see a few clips from it and go oh now i get it (laughs) so i love this movie what do you think of it this was one of the funniest movies i've ever seen it was so funny yes i couldn't stop laughing i almost if i had time I would have watched it again before <laughs> we recorded this because well, I just wanted to like, it again. well, I probably will at some point watch it again, but I just wanted to make sure that I had everything oh. in my arsenal There's, when I came in today. But it's like, a joke it was, parade. There's too much. It was so, and like, again, I, I always talk about like attention to detail and like making sure that, that everything is consistent throughout and there, like everything was so goofy, but their attention to goofy detail was so on point yep. that it just like made the whole thing flow Wimp and in his squeaky shoes god it was so good <laughs> and like every time they were introducing a new scene they would dub over like the group saying something and like consistently they nailed it yeah. and it was so yeah. unrelated to anything else that was going on <laughs> so but they good. just like they crushed it every single time yeah. like with the ventriloquists they're like oh. <laughs> why are there two ventriloquists it doesn't matter it's just two people well, like an extra yeah. long shot of two guys walking yeah. and they were like we need voiceover over this and but love- their lips aren't moving so <laughs> it's so good the justification of it all yeah oh my god you know what you're getting into from the beginning we'll get into the sound clips very soon because this is a sound clip parade i had 22 and i paired it down to 15 but let's attempt to do the plot in under three okay. minutes. Which, I mean, the, saying this movie has a plot is a very, very loose statement. Um, but that's why I love it. So, uh, are we ready in the booth for the three uh, plot in under three minutes? Yeah, All right, here we go. In three, two, one. So, uh, the first scene is this evil warlord, Master Payne, shows up, and there's a family there, and... They hide the baby, or they're trying to hide the baby because it's the chosen one, and he kills the family, and he's about to kill the baby, and the baby has this amazing fight sequence where <laughs> it's, like, flying around and kicking him, and then gets thrown down the hill and does the longest fall ever, gets picked up. Oh, so cute! And then she throws him down the hill more. And then uh, we cut to him as an adult walking through the, the fields. He's just the being attacked one. everywhere being he attacked goes. Everywhere. Just people are trying to fight him and everywhere he goes. Attack. So he finds this school where uh, there, there's a Master group of people. Tang. Yeah, Master Tang is teaching people how to fight, and uh, initially Master Tang's like, "No, we can't teach you." And then he's like, "Oh, okay." He becomes convinced. <laughs> and Ling, he meets curly cute Ling. Yep. Um, so she's there, and then Wimp Wimp, Wimp Low is. They've taught him how to fight poorly, just because <laughs> they thought it would be funny, which As is a great. joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Shit. Uh, and We're so, almost through the movie. I know, right. Practically. Uh, uh, oh, we re- we realize that he's the chosen one because he has a tongue that has a face, has a face. on it that goes. Yeah. Really weird. Sure. Um, so there's some rivalry between Wimplow and him, and he, Wimplow challenges him to a fight and gets defeated very easily in and every then, challenge. And then Master Tang comes in, and he just, like, is in the town, and he he hears that... Uh, Master that, Pain. Master Pain, sorry. Yes. Master Pain. Um, and he hears that the Chosen One is alive, so he comes into town. Um, he, he does a show in yeah. front of everyone where everybody hits him, like, a hundred This is my times. superpower, yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> fuck! Uh... Oh, and then he says, I, Master Payne then decides he's going to go by Betty for the rest of the movie. Right. The mm-hmm. Uniboob warrior comes in and says, you're not ready yet. You have to get special training. And they tongue fight, and then she leaves, and they don't really come back to that. That's all set up for the sequel. But but she says, uh, you can't, don't go through the field. Don't go through the meadow. Yeah. And he ends up going through the meadow, and he finds a cow, and the cow and is he, defending Master, or Betty. Betty. Um, and they have and a big fight. And he milks the cow dry, yep, yep. literally. And Master Payne and Master Tang fight, and Master Tang gets mortally wounded, we think, but then he survives. 
Uh, 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 oh god! Um, and then at some point we see Mufasa. Yeah. Oh, Ma- Ling's father gets killed by Master Tang, right. Master Pain, <laughs> and oh my god, uh, we 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 get the ventriloquists that get murdered. And then there's an intermission after we think that Wimplo and Master Tang and and um, the dog are dead, but it turns out just Wimplo is dead. <laughs> and then um, then then Betty's swinging his claw around and he fights him. And at the and, and what what the chosen one realizes is oh god, should I just do this? Oh, oh yeah, the the, the, the like the, things on his chest are what's giving him the power. Yeah, so he like the triangles. Yeah, he does training to get the triangles off the chest. Um, and he sets his hands on fire and he's like, oh now I can do it. Yeah. And then he has a an epic fight with uh, Betty. He has an epic fight with. Betty, and then the aliens come in. He realizes that the, the evil council, the, the evil council, is aliens, and so uh, his tongue like shoots out and kills the aliens. And the Real aliens fast. go away, and then we realize the sequel is uh, like that. They're like, "Oh, everything is going to be okay from now on." And then the sequel, there's no. mass destruction. Look at that! Boom! With two seconds to spare. Boom! Sequ- the yet to be made sequel. Right? The yet to be made sequel. Yeah. This came out in 2001. I don't think we should hold our breath for a sequel to Kung Pao into the Fist. Uh, the the Unibu woman was like, "You'll see a lot more of me in the sequel." So there are a lot of references to a potential sequel that has that has not and then, come out yet. Well, here's the thing: if the footage they showed us for the sequel uh-huh. is any indication, then it's my least favorite parts of the movie because I love this movie so much, but the two sections I hate. I hate the cow fight, and I hate the aliens in the end that show up randomly and then the tongue flinging it away. Because, and here's why, I feel like it ruins the aesthetic of being this martial arts parody by bringing in a CGI cow and by bringing in CGI aliens. I would have rather it just been a parody of martial arts. And those two moments, don't get me wrong, that's like 10 minutes of an 80-minute movie. Yeah. And I love the rest, but those two moments, I fast-forwarded through the cow fight this Ooh. time around. That's how much I started watching it. I was like, nope, I, I hate it. it. I still hate it. <laughs> but those are the only two moments. Every other moment of this movie, I fucking love. I it love was, this movie. It was a very strange, uh, yeah, like a small inconsistency in, yeah, like you said, the aesthetic. Um, but I... I really like like they use the cow fight to parody other fights, yeah. right? Which they didn't do the with the ru- and stuff. yeah, yeah. So they did a couple of those things, and I think also like just it just goes on forever too. It does do that. Maybe ten million dollars was entirely spent on, yeah, the, on cow the cow, fight. perhaps. Um, but just like the idea of the randomness of the film, mm-hmm. I think necessitated that like that sequence right okay. there not necessarily the aliens i'm sort of on board with you with the aliens like we don't need it um but i i sort of appreciated the cow fight for its its consistency and randomness if that i also makes don't sense. think you need the tonguey thing at all you but, don't need it at all but the tonguey thing is sort of a reference to he also did this whole parody series called thumb thumb wars and like the thumb father where it was like Thumb parodies of famous movies, like thumb hmm. parodies of Star Wars, and it was faces talking on thumbs. So the tongue was kind of in reference to that kind okay. of his shtick. But it's okay. It just freaks me out more than anything. When, he, when he sticks his tongue in, it's like, I'm just like, ugh, that's just fucking weird to me. It's, it's weird. Like, it's it's also sort of a device to like the the sort of randomness of you are the chosen one and how how they can identify that in someone at such an early age. Yeah. Like, a physical demarcation yeah. is would be the well, only way to do it. And such, like, a strange yeah. uh, and they not imme- possible they thing. They immediately yeah. call it out where they're like, holy crap, that's terrifying. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into some sound clips, because that's pretty much what today is going to be, us laughing at sound clips. We talked about how, at the beginning, uh, the baby fight sequence 
That's a CGI sequence that I think is hilarious, where the baby's kicking the shit out of Master Pain, and then he <laughs> light the place on fire, and the baby shoots out John McClane style, yeah. and then rolls down a hill. This is a long sound clip, so get ready, because this entire sound clip is the baby rolling down the hill. Let's play. Can we play clip number one? A woman picks the baby up very soon. Woman picks the baby up. <laughs> she's like, so kisses the baby. You think she's gonna take it in? sort of like Kung Fu Moses story where she takes this baby in and raises it and then she goes so cute bye bye and rolls it and down just rolls it right back down the hill it's so good oh shit it's so I know good. that <laughs> wow you could drive a truck through those pauses when you're not seeing the I'm visuals. telling you man uh, I, I did wonder a couple of it's things with the beginning Master Pain shows up at that house yeah. why do we know because the chosen one's there. Well, I mean, but he doesn't know that. He, he just shows up. That's what he's there for, I assume. I, I mean, he's just uh, going door to door. Just chosen one. Chosen one. Anyone? Murder everybody. Yeah, I heard the chosen one was born. Yeah, yeah uh, I think so. I think is yeah. He here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Pharaoh, and I keep going back to Moses because Moses. Yeah, and this um, are and, very similar stories. And then later in the movie, Master Payne's like, "Oh, I defeated him once," and it's like, actually, you kind of got your ass kicked by a baby. Yeah. So like, that, you, like your yeah, overconfidence here is stunning. That's a good point. Yeah, he got his ass handed to him by a. baby. Baby. By, yeah, the baby like presumably is not old enough to walk, and that baby well, just whooped I mean, your ass. That baby was old enough to do all kinds of like kung fu kicks, flips, double barrel rolls, sure. roll down a hill, <laughs> and not be <laughs> like an indestructible baby. Indestructible. The other thing is indestructible. <laughs> yeah, because he rolled down that hill for until later 45 on when he, gets, seconds. when he gets hit by all those clubs and he, yeah. he's, he's knocked unconscious. There's some inconsistencies in this movie, and the cow fight isn't the only thing. <laughs> what if we just start picking apart the logic? Like, I don't know if this makes sense. So, um, oh my god. So then he fights some guys. He makes gopher nunchucks and fights a bunch of guys. Yep. Mm -hmm. This isn't the only time he abuses animals. There's a time later on where you see him feed a squirrel, and it turns out that he did that to protect himself from Master Payne's punch. Yep. And then he lets the squirrel out, and there's a fist imprint, and it's been flattened, and he gives it a bunch of nuts. He just and fills then, it with nuts. And then the flattened squirrel, like a weird coaster for nuts, just walks off. Nut coaster. Hashtag nut coaster. Hashtag nut coaster. Hashtag inappropriate. Uh, nut coaster. That, the new ride at Six Flags. <laughs> It'll bust your nuts. Oh, man, that got weird. I didn't oh, mean that. Oh, boy. Uh, then there's this amazing... There's some really funny jokes in there. This was a visual... There's a lot of visual gags. That's why I didn't pull some of the clips. But there's the one part where he asks... Somebody asks another character, like, um, if they've seen The Chosen One or something to that effect, and there's this really long, silent pause as he talks. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just so funny to let that big, long pause go. And the, he does that a few times. Yeah. And it's so funny. It never gets old for me. But um, 
Let's go into God. I don't even know how to begin. Well, with this so movie. so and the fights as so after he rolls down the hill, he mm. then we find him as a grown adult yep. who's like taught himself how to fight, even yep. though he knew how to fight. Um, Thank you for making sense out of all the ramblings. I just yeah, did. no, I that's just realized right. everything I said made no sense. Everything's okay. Yes, that's uh, check out our Twitter at Guilty Movie Guys. <laughs> yeah, we're making sense on there, guys, right now. Um, <laughs> so so. Uh, he gets in a couple of fights, and he, he explains uh, that he's under constant attack. Yeah. He's just living his life, but is under constant attack. So he goes to this random town right. where and, Master Tang is there. But, yeah, and so that then there are a bunch of people who who are fighting him, and he punches directly oh, shit, through yeah. the guy. How did I forget that? So he, he gets a clean circle that punches right through the <laughs> but, guy. And and I was going to pull that sound clip, but it's very long where... Uh, He's like, holy crap, I mean, because the whole thing is narrated by Master Tang. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he punched right through him. Like, is that even possible? It was with, such a clean circle. With organs and yeah. blood. And <laughs> he just, yeah, he punches literally a, a plug, a stomach plug. Yep. Oh, it's incredible. So then he goes and meets Master Tang, and he says, please, Master Tang, I'm under constant attack. <laughs> and he's like, we can't help you. But I, I beg of you. I think we I have think that. We have that sound I think we have so that sound clip. So let's play clip number two. Your story makes my heart heavy and my prostate weak. My bladder is full to bursting. I feel for you and your grave loss. However, it will be impossible for us to help you. Master, I implore you to reconsider. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So not only is he physically indestructible, but his logic is okay as well. Oh, oh my I implore god! You can we just play that one more time? Because the list he goes through is is pretty fantastic. I mean, that takes some imagination to and come this, up with this. This is a for real story. If it does this to a human, it's being. also I think uh, you know my uncle's doctor list when he goes and complains. <laughs> can we play this? Your story makes my heart heavy and my prostate weak. My bladder is full to bursting. I feel for you and your grave loss. However, it will be impossible for us to help you. Master, I implore you to reconsider. Okay. (laughs) It's just so good. Oh, shit. God, I love this movie so much. Oh, but it's it's so great the way they take advantage of like the weird mannerisms of the existing film. Yeah, right. And they when just, every like, time he gestures and there's like a yeah <laughs> sound effect, he keeps going. <laughs> or or when he like coughs a couple times and they CGI to fly <laughs> flying yeah. into his mouth yeah. and he's like <laughs> he's walking along and they CGI a fly and he, as he goes <laughs> and then it flies out. Oh, it's so brilliant. Ugh. It's so good. Speaking of, I feel like you get a CGI to fly in my nose just there. My allergies are being weird. Do it. Today. Someone, do it. someone on the internet, do it. Someone. That's what you're there for, internet. Uh, can we play? This is this is Wimplo, who Wimplo. They set him up as um, the one who's going to challenge, who's who's vying for Ling's affection, who's jealous of the chosen one, and who has squeaky shoes whenever he walks. <laughs> And in fact, when he first shows up, he's like, I'm a man. Wee, 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 wee. And his shoes are squeaking. And Master Tang goes, Ugh, not the squeaky shoes again. <laughs> but there's too many sound clips. So I got this one, which is my favorite. Can we play uh, clip number three? This is where Master uh, Tang uh, tells them about how they're training Wimp Low. I must apologize for Wimp Low. He is an idiot. We have purposely trained him wrong as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got an ass, I'll kick it! 
shit. Oh my god. <laughs> you got an ass out of kick it. Oh, the, I remember the first time I ever heard the that that joke. We've purposely trained him wrong. Uh-huh. I was like, that explains all of my karate background, and and mm-hmm. like I've taken, you know, I've taken karate classes over the years and kung fu and things like that, and and I thought it was always that I don't do enough yoga and I'm not flexible. But here it turns out I I went and talked to one of my old masters, and he said, I must apologize for Wimp Low. That's he what they call me. Yeah. We have purposely trained him wrong. As a joke. I was like, oh. <laughs> if you've got an ass, I'll kick it. You know, I tried to act tough, but I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really. But that falsetto, very, that falsetto, that falsetto is tough is, to sound if tough. You've got an ass. I can't even. Oh boy. <laughs> I may have. Take a oh, breath. Just yeah. CGI. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! That's such a specific uh, clip. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Where they use his name and they say specifically what he's doing. <laughs> we purposely. <laughs> Uh, you got anything on that one? Uh, no, it's okay. Let's no, move it's on. all right. Let's move on from that one. Uh, the tongue freaks out, Master Tang. I love that. Um, and uh, then there's <laughs> then Master Tang goes. This reminds me of a flashback. They have. I love the flashback. Uh, he's like, I was told there will be a chosen one, <laughs> and they flash back to a guy that goes, There will be a chosen one, <laughs> and then everything that he says, that he's like, and. He said he would... I forget what else they say. And then he goes, and it reminds me of when he killed the dog. And then they flash back to him farting and a dog noise dying. And yeah. it's just like, what the yeah. fuck? But it makes fun of the fact that a few times in this movie, when they show <clears throat> what we've already seen in the movie in flashbacks to flashbacks, which happens all the time. I mean, Batman versus Superman, I'm not trying to start a DC war or anything. I like DC just as much as anybody. But that movie, and a lot of action movies... At, they'll show you like flashbacks to something you saw like 10 minutes ago where you're like or an hour ago and you're like I get that the character is thinking this right now right. about their parents that were killed or about whatever or but I you don't need to spoon feed it to me like yeah. a jello pudding snack you know what you know what did that but like it's not as egregious because it wasn't set up to be watched it wasn't set up to be binged but if you ever binge in a season of 24 They'll like five minutes because it's real time. But five minutes after something happened, they'll re-explain everything that just happened, just because it's the next episode. Yeah, but it's so it's yeah. I love Twenty Four is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's great. Uh, I did a spoof of Twenty Four called Twenty Four Minutes. Mr. McIntosh is in that as well. I was in it. You can check that out on my YouTube channel. I'll Uh, tweet it out after you check out Hungover Games, but before you watch Funhouse Master. Yes, and then after that. No, in between that, watch Prom Losers. Yep. And then, because you'll need a break. Yep. Because there's only so much bagley. While you're doing this, check out Guilty Movie Guys on Twitter. Yeah. There's a reason why I predominantly book commercials, because 30 seconds is about all the people can stand (laughs) to me. So, uh, let's go into some more of, this is when, so the bad guys come and ravage the the city. Uh, Ling, as the shot, when when, uh, Master Tang is like... um, Ling is very shy, and then she flashes her boobs, and he's like, "Okay, I guess she's fine now." It's just like, well, she does. It, this is sort of a running gag, also, where yeah. she's like, she flashes, and then she covers back yeah. up, like, "Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done?" It's so good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's t- let's play the clip number four, which is where, um, yeah, uh, uh, God, Wimplo is tr- is upset with Ling's affection towards the chosen one, and he's trying to assert that he's a man. man too you know i go pee pee standing up 
There's no other way to prove it. You know, that's the. Like I said, uh, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing. Yeah, I've started. My wife has caught me a few times doing things that are less than manly. Uh, when we watched Pitch Perfect, the next day she caught me rewatching it, and I Ooh. reacted as if she caught me watching porn, even though it's just I like the dance numbers; they're fun. And, they're so well choreographed. And there's a few times now where she may or may not have caught me listening to Demi Lovato's new album, which usually is in my bag of tricks. But I'm telling you, I unironically love Confidence and several other songs on that. Hater, stay home. And she was like. Ben, you're. This is kind of weird behavior, and mm. I, you know, I got really. I thought she was questioning my masculinity, and I looked at her and I said, "Shh, I see the way you look at him." I was talking about Jake Gyllenhaal because I just you watched know. that. Sure. I go pee pee standing up. And she went, but sometimes when you're too tired at night, you go pee pee standing down because you're worried you're yeah. gonna fall or something. Or well, and because it's dark, it's and dark. you don't want to miss. And my def- and the shower curtain's right by the toilet because it's like. Cramped space, and that there's probably a you know there's a crevice there that's gonna yeah it's gonna catch it yeah I was uh, so I go, we pee pee standing up I, we we have a a dog um, who from time to time will talk to us which is kind of like we should take more advantage of that um, that mean, we have yeah. a talking dog but we don't want to exploit her do you I know what it, I mean I like yeah you want and, and you just, want her to want it you don't want to shove her into we the just want her life. to live her life yeah um, I respect that. But so we we actually have two dogs. One of them's a, a guy dog, and one of them's a girl dog. The mm-hmm. guy dog also talks, so it's crazy. Like we so got two the two talking dogs. dogs. Yeah, but the guy completely dog completely true story. This is for real, hundred percent true. This is for real. You can't verify it because you don't know where I live. But this is for real. Yes. Um. But <laughs> but so uh, my wife came home and uh, she gave me a kiss, and the boy dog stood up and was like, "Where's where's my love?" And uh, the boy dog said, "Shh." I see the way you look at him. I'm a man too, you know. I go pee-pee standing up. It's like, yeah, right. We do everything standing right. up. You're everything, on all fours. Yeah. Of course, like even girl dogs pee standing up. Technically, yeah. I mean, they, they squat, but they, they're standing. I go pee-pee standing up. That was if, a science lesson right there. If they ever uh, try and um, fire us from, from guilty movie pleasures, I'm just going to be like, I'm a man. I go pee-pee standing up. And they'll be like, that's exactly why we're firing. Yeah, you. That is exactly <laughs> say, why. Do you, do you feel like that's gonna? Yeah, you know, that's ammunition. That's exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, actually, okay. Um, oh, here's the thing. Work it out. So, uh, Sean Spicer during one of the uh, press conferences the other oh, day. I did. I did mean to yeah. say that we are going to get into politics because obviously this movie this is very movie's political. Super political. Uh, so, so bear with us. Bear with us, please. Uh, Sean Spicer, he he was getting upset with one of the reporters mm-hmm. the other day, um, and he's just feeling like less of a man. And one of the female reporters was looking at one of the New York Times reporters that was really just egging him on. And the New York Times reporter was kind of attractive, so I think Sean Spicer was like a double whammy of things going sure, on. Sure, And Sean Spicer, he just rolled that podium forward, and he looked at this reporter and just said, Shh, I see the way you look at him. I'm a man too, you know. I go pee-pee standing up. And that was actually the best thing he said in the entire press conference. And I, ironically, it was it was actually Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was on SNL. Oh, That's right. Son oh, of a bitch. They're so similar. Son of a bitch. They're so similar. <laughs> uh, oh God, I remember th- th- this part where um, 
when he's in the, one of the montages where he's eating and then he feeds the tongue, it creeped me out yeah. so much. When <laughs> the tongue eats too, and it's like, I don't like tongue eat. Tongue eat's not my favorite. I mean, they had to explain how that tongue survives. You're right, you're right. The tongue eats sustenance too. Talk about consistency. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I do love when we first are introduced to the school of karate students and they're like basically chanting like, we like you can't assign gender to us. We are yeah. like it doesn't matter what we do. I wish I remembered exactly what it was. Shit, this I, is why I wanted to watch it again so I could remember. Yeah, no, these it's specific all right. Now you're gonna watch it again. Anyways, <sighs> when Wimplo challenges him, though, the the consistency there is really funny. Where he thinks he's doing good by getting his ass kicked. Yeah. When he's like, ha face to foot style, and he gets and he goes nuts to your fist. And, right. Right. He gets punched in the nuts, and everything he thinks he's doing is he thinks he's doing well. So, and that carries all the way through because you talked about the the point in the movie where we think all these people are dead, and Wimplo turns out to be the only one who's dead. <laughs> and like they give him a moment where he's yeah. like, "I can make two choices here. Choice A, I like do yeah. like roll out of the way and defeat him. Choice B, I roll into his fist and I die." And he goes, "I choose choice B." <laughs> And, he, so and then he dies. It's so good. But it's Aww. it's really great. I also love, like, the challenge between the two of them starts with a wall jumping contest. Yeah. Like, wh- <laughs> why don't you guys just fight? But they started by saying, like, okay, you jump over the wall, and then I'll jump over the wall. And the chosen one, of course, clears it, and he does a flip and slams into slams it. Slams right it's into so it. It's so good. Yep. Uh, Master Payne comes to town and meets the mayor, which it's not this clip, but later, I can't remember if it's this clip or later on, but they... They account for the fact that they're taking different scenes from the mo- from the original movie because uh-huh. his wardrobe's different. Yeah. And he goes, by the way, <laughs> would you like to see a magic trick? Your shirt is red. Now black! <laughs> and, and so they account for the fact that there's... Clearly they're using different scenes uh-huh. and it's fucking hilarious. It's so great. But this clip uh, is where Master Payne comes in and is trying to convince everybody he's a nice man. And uh, <clears throat> again... It doesn't sound that different from our current administration. So let's play clip number five, and you tell me, Trump or Master Payne? Who said it? Who said it? I have been called bad before. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Many have said I do things that are not correct to do. (laughs) I don't believe in such talk as this. I am a nice man with happy feelings all of the time. First, a joke. What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord? No one knows. I have no idea. No one knows. My ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the the only difference there is uh, Trump's jokes are worse. Yeah. He says things like, pray for Arnold's ratings. Yeah, I don't know, and he also never prefaces it with a joke because that's a little bit of a hedge. Like, if you guys aren't laughing, then it wasn't a joke. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's—I mean—that joke is brilliant. (laughs) I would love to know. Bungee cord. What was it? A bungee cord and an owl. And an owl. I would love to know specifically. My ass. (laughs) That was ass is a a cross between a bungee cord and an owl. Okay. I I can't even wrap my brain around physically what that means. Um. We're going to table that and unpack that later. Yeah, let's do it. Well, on Twitter, where everything else is making more sense on there. Uh, Guilty Movie Guys, at Guilty Movie Guys. You'll refer to me from here on out as Betty. Mm, (laughs) Betty, Betty. And then someone calls him Sally, (laughs) and he gets furious about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I love that now Master Pain is now Betty. And maybe it's because halfway through recording, they were like, Master Pain and Master Tang sound really similar. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, right, we'll change it to Betty. Uh, and then um, <laughs> we talked about how when Master Pain comes into town in the, in the uh, <clears throat> synopsis of it, how he shows off his superpowers as they just pummel him with staffs. Right. And then later on, the Chosen One tries to be a badass and do the same thing. And they beat him senseless. And he says, wait, if I give this signal, stop. And then they're beating him as he's on the ground. And then they're like, wait, did he give the signal? I don't know. He never told us what the signal was. They keep beating him and it's clearly a dummy. Yeah. But they're just wailing on it. It's so funny because it's one of those things where it's like, it's like the family guy style of humor where it's funny Stops being funny and then goes on so long it becomes hilarious. They do that a few times throughout the movie, but yeah. then and then the other thing is he says either I give you the signal to stop or I throw you off my body. <laughs> so they do a pile, and yeah. and so and so they're like, oh, I don't know, did he give us a signal? I don't know what was the signal. They continue to hit him, and then they're like, oh, remember he said that thing about throwing us off his body, yeah. and so they all pile on to him yeah and then they're like oh okay throw us off <laughs> come on <laughs> come on one of my favorite voices they have is i don't know if it's in that scene or what but there's one guy who's who just kind of talks like this yeah it's like he comes up every once in a while i'm pretty sure because and... when they're running away he's like don't tell mom don't tell mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they run up hey, don't tell mom don't tell mom so um Uniboob woman comes in uh one of my least favorite parts of the movie too it's just random yeah and it doesn't make any sense really and it's clearly to be like there's a sequel, um, so we can. I don't have. But so so just the idea of the sequel, like there doesn't need to be a sequel for these. Like these are the elements that would make it into the sequel, right? Like a weird uniboobed woman. Like yeah. you're gonna see more of me in the sequel. Obviously, like she comes in and like drops a little piece of wisdom and is only there for that part. Yeah, like that's something where if there were to be a sequel, that character would be blown out a little more because everyone would have been like, "What the fuck was that uniboob woman? woman?" And so they, the creators would be like, "Oh, great uniboob woman. Let's put yeah, her in yeah. more." And then in the same way at the end when they're like. Everything is fine and nothing will ever be bad again. So that's how you always end the first one, right? And then the sequel, it's like everything's worse. thousand times worse yep. than it used to be. Yeah. So all these all these things are like pointing towards like the the sequel. Th- these are where these are the ideas where sequels get their oh, yeah. engine. Yeah. So I, I guess I appreciate it for the fact that they're spoofing sequels, right? Yeah. And they're spoofing um, franchises. Yeah. I just think that there's a funnier way to do it than a uniboob. Sure. You know, sure. But maybe they're spoofing uh, Total Recall, the opposite, where she's three boobs. Well, just to be clear, there's nothing funny about one uniboob in the center of your body. There's nothing funny. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> if you find that, you found the magic. It's, the magic, uh, non-existent. It's truly yeah, what we're all looking. It's for. truely what we're all looking for. One giant boob. Uh, <clears throat> we talked about the lo- uh, loving the delayed bark from the dog. Yep. Um, and then, oh God, this is this is the Taco Bell clip where every time I drive by a Taco God, Bell, so I say good. this. Can we play clip number six? Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell, Injerito, Macho Burrito, Master Tang, Macho Burrito. That's another thing where they're walking in a crowd scene and they set up that everybody's saying something. Yeah. And if you look, they they CGI Taco Bell. Yeah, they in sure there. did. It's so good. They sure did. Oh, they mean, also like. 
chose two products that Taco Bell doesn't serve. Like Churritos, <laughs> Macho Burritos. I'm, I'm pretty sure everything Taco Bell serves rhymes. So like you didn't need to I've, create new things. I've never heard of Macho Burrito or Enchurrito. What is an Enchurrito? No idea. I would like if Taco anybody Bell, knows Taco Bell. Make Taco Bell. Can you tweet at us at <laughs> what if this entire it's at, it's guilty, guilty movie, movie guys? Um, play a drinking game every time we mention it. Uh, Master Pain and, and Betty face off. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Betty and Master Tang face off. Yep. And then they always have the guy with the boombox. And he plays random 90s rap Who's songs. also great. Like, what a brilliant idea. <laughs> so stupid, but I love it. And um, and they even, like, it comes in later when the guy's like, uh, if he plays the the big butt song, that's when he starts kicking <laughs> your ass. <laughs> Can we play? Uh, this is when um, Ling is kidnapped by um, Betty and he's being nefarious with her, and she won't have it. Can we play clip number seven? Don't go. Please. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Stay alive. Stay and live alive. This is the you chosen one in, one in Ling. My bad. Look, Ling, those curly cues on your face make me so hot I can't think straight. Sorry, let's play it again, because I prefaced it wrong. I forgot what clip we were doing. This is, there's several Wii U's that I pulled. <laughs> This Wii U is when the Chosen One is saying, I have to go fight. And she's saying, stay. And can we play it just one more time because I love it that much. Don't go. Please. Stay alive. <laughs> stay and live a life here with me. <laughs> Look, Ling, those curly cues on your face make me so hot I can't think straight. I mean, those curly cues are kind of hot, you know? Did they make you so hot that you couldn't think straight? I couldn't think straight for half this movie. Sure. I don't know if it was the curly cues, though. It, I mean, but you're we're not going to eliminate that no. from possibility. No. Like, it very well could have been. It added to the mix of things, for sure. Sure, sure. Oh, God. I love, I, I love that. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay and live a life with me. <laughs> okay. We'll keep moving on, because we do the cow fight. <laughs> Which we already talked about at length, pretty much. And then he, the way he defeats the cow is he milks the cow dry to the point where it's literally flattened. Right. It was just a little confusing because the cow was using the milk as a weapon. Which, yeah, it seemed like and it stayed had, full. Yeah. See, it was I'm a bloated you, cow. Inconsistent. <laughs> um, but it, it is a funny they idea. They like, the Matrix bullet time. Yeah. Yeah. And they also gave him the milk mustache. Yeah, that was. Fun. I like that where yeah. he gets attacked by milk and has a milk mustache. He goes. <sighs> And by the way, Steve Odokirks, we haven't talked about this. His performance in this is hilarious. It's great. Because he goes from super deadpan to really zany, like Jim Carrey on crack over the top. And it all works. Yep. It's all so funny. Mm -hmm. Like, he, why hasn't he done more? And, He's awesome. And the whole movie playing against nothing. Like, yeah. the whole thing is green screened. It's so. him just playing against legit nothing. Just being by himself. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So, um, then, oh, God. <laughs> so then he goes... Uh, and I didn't pull the sound clip, but it's so funny where uh, Betty is swinging the chain at the waterfall, and he's just like swinging my chain. <laughs> so, just I sit here swinging my chain. So all this day. Is again, like every single introduction to a scene yeah. is so That's brilliant so the way they like God, roll so into good. it because he like again he's just doing that. Yeah. It's like why did we start the scene with him just doing that? <laughs> and so they give him something to justify it, yeah. and he's just singing, swinging my chain, <laughs> something like that. I can't chain. remember now. Yeah. But so the chosen one and Ling's father fight him. And they both get annihilated, fall down a waterfall, mm -hmm. and escape. And then Ling's father 
uh, is reunited. And on his deathbed, uh, Master Tang is taking care of him <laughs> with his wounds. And he's in this scene. So Ling is laying there bandaged and in pain. And Master Tang does these, like, pressure point things. But it looks suggestive. And when they cut to Master Tang's face, he's kind of like, Ugh. So this is the sound clip that they, that they went with uh, is what was going on in the scene. Clip number eight, please. That that clip was actually pulled from Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Enough, it was yeah. in the Red Band trailer. Yeah. Uh huh. It was the S and M scene. Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah, we've all seen it. Uh-huh. We don't need to relive it again. Yeah. But it was definitely it Fifty was, Shades Darker. It's definitely from that one. What's the third Fifty Shades of Grey? Isn't it a trilogy? The darkest. Darkest Shades of Grey. Oh God, is it? I don't know. Does anybody know? Cause, well, I'm talking. We're talking. <laughs> hey, to, show of hands. Show of hands. Who knows? Who knows? Oh wait, we're googling oh, it. Look and God. see. Yeah, please. Um, <clears throat> but be ready because I'm going to ask you for a sound. I, I bet as it's. Well. I bet it's fiftieth shades of gray. Fiftieth. Fiftieth. So then we. <laughs> so then Ling's father dies, and Ling is super upset. And she's saying, take me now. And they have this amazing sequence where she takes her robe off and goes, I'm so ready. And then she's like, but I just don't know. And it happens like five so times. So this is another one where they oh, go. Oh, it's so funny. They go to not funny and then it passes yeah. not funny back to funny. And the chosen again. one's reaction when he's like, huh? Mm. Like just kind of like, what? I don't understand. And what did we find out what it is? What? It's uh, Fifty Shades Freed. Like, like freedom. So, like, Fifty Shades Freed. Veto. Uh, I veto that. God! Put That's in? the dumbest yep. thing I've nope. ever... Fifty Shades yep. of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed? I know. Like, she's a prisoner or something? Uh, <laughs> of his love? The <laughs> only person who's a prisoner are the people who read all three of those books. hey Anyways, um, can we play clip number nine? Because this is when Ling is getting all hot and bothered, um, and the Chosen One is like, ooh, I'm gonna get some action. You know, um, this is embarrassing, but the first time I ever got laid was in college. I was a late bloomer compared to some people. And, and Ben went to college late, too. He took some time yeah. off. <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, the first time a, a, a girl got naked, my, my girlfriend at the time got naked in front of me, um, I couldn't contain myself. And I just got, like, beet red, and I kind of curled up in, like, excitement. And I just looked at her, and I went... And she went, all right, we're not doing that's this tonight. It, that's it. That's and, it. And, oh, I should have told Shut you that down. wasn't the first time I got laid. That was the first time I cock-blocked myself. It's the first time you knew the person that you got laid. Um, <laughs> it was the first time I cock-blocked myself. Very and nice. then I got laid later. So, interesting story. I, I actually saw um, an advanced advanced preview of the new uh, Fifty Shades Freed film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, I didn't remember the name of the film earlier because I was so caught up by this one yeah, line yeah. in the trailer, which was... Oh, man, I'm a little tiny horny honey. It's like, that's yeah. that's weird. That's not the same vibe as the other two films. It's actually the subtitle to the yeah. title. It's <laughs> Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, man, I'm a little tiny horny honey. Yeah. Because she's freed now. Right, but she she can't run away from her heart. 
and and her heart is a tiny horny honey. tiny horny honey. So uh, okay, so then there's a Lion King spoof where the chosen one uh, sees Moose and they really go oh boy they really go oh on the nose with Mushu Fasa and Chosimba one, and he tells them of the evil council. This is when it starts to fall off the rails a little bit for me, but I still love it. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But the Mushu Fasa Mushu Fasa was tough. Was tough. That's a tough we'll one. skip over that one. That's a tough and then one. oh, this is where um, <laughs> uh, Master Payne. Tells of his evil plan. Can we play clip number 10? Master Betty, uh, might I inquire, what is the evil council's plan? It is evil. (laughs) It is so evil. It is a bad, bad plan that will hurt many people that are good. Uh. I think it's great because it's so bad. You know, actually, um, this was an interview with Paul Ryan on CNN about the new health care act hmm. uh, after they revamped it. And they were like, why are you so excited about the health care act? And, and don't you think it's kind of an evil plan? You know, it's going right. to get 24 million people off health care. And Paul Ryan, I don't know if he just had a momentary lapse of reason, but I think he finally said what he's been thinking all along. And he said, Master Betty. He likes to go by Betty, too. Sure he does. What is the evil council's plan? It is evil. It is so evil. It is a bad, bad plan that will hurt many people Mm -hmm. that are good. I think it's great because it's so bad. And it's it's ironic that... Uh, they're even general in their bad plans, right? Yeah, they're they're just as general in their bad plans as they are. They're just but there are no good plans. Stay on brand with general. <laughs> um, it's funny because like what I thought you were going to say is what I'm gonna, the story that I'm going to tell is oh, what yeah. I thought because you said Paul Ryan. I thought you were going to say Paul Reiser, <laughs> former former star of Mad About You, um, had had in development the Paul Reiser show, which went about four episodes. But prior to that going on air, uh-huh. there was a lot of secrecy, a lot of hubbub, and people were like, oh, this is uh, this is not a great... I don't think this is a good idea. And they, they asked Paul Reiser about it, and he said... Master Betty, uh, might I inquire, what is the evil council's plan? Huh. It is evil. It's going to suck all the time out of you. bad, bad plan You're not going to like the show. Hurt many people, people will be disappointed. Good. I think it's great because it's so bad. Yeah. That's how I feel about most reality television. People, people loved Mad About You and they had such high expectations yeah. for the Paul Riser show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Joey, you know, the Joey yeah. show. Yep. Uh, okay, so we man, talked about the with a plan? ventriloquists where they're these two guys that don't speak for the entire scene. Yeah. So they're like, we are ventriloquists, watch us. And then they're hanging there and they're they're still doing their ventriloquist act. <laughs> they're like, I swing, I swing a little bit more. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but then, this is the clip I thought we had. This is another Wii U clip where Ling and Betty face off. And he's being very nefarious. This is the one I set up like five clips ago wrong. Can we play clip number 11? I like them fasting. <laughs> you disgust me. So um, holy shit! 
so when when I was when I was younger, um, uh, I used to have yeah. to I used to mow lawns just to make money. I may have never laughed that hard on the show <laughs> as I did just there. I, Keep going. I'm sorry, everyone listening to the podcast. <laughs> You guys, you guys missed sorry, out you're on mowing the show. Lawns. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was mowing lawns oh, when I was fuck. a kid, uh, and I I was mow- mowing one of my neighbor's lawns, and one of the like their their daughter was out in the yard and she was just playing, and I was like, I need you to move because I'm mowing the lawn, and she was like, No, I'm playing with my airplane. We and I was like, I need you to move, and she was like, No, and then uh, we had this exchange. I like them feisty. She was your age though. Yeah, she, oh, for sure. <laughs> And then I started the lawnmower. And a weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kicked you. She just. Well, it was it was her parents' house. To be fair, I fucked that up. <laughs> I'm very excited. I would love to know where the at what point the Wii U came in because it's my favorite. My favorite thing in this movie yeah, is the Wii U. It's great. Holy shit. Um, so then uh, Master Payne... Oh, Master Payne's the one that gets the claw to the face, actually, and survives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wimp Lowe gets a claw to the back, and he's dead. Uh, but right before they jump uh, Wimp Lowe and, and they start their killing spree, <laughs> can we play... Uh, these are some of the guys that are, that are making a plan to attack. Can we play clip number 12? You go that way. <laughs> this, is, so, this is pretty much me in any dangerous scenario ever where it's like we're walking down the street and there's like uh, a scary homeless person or um there any kind of dangerous scenario i've ever been in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. i pretty much look at the people i'm with except now that i have a wife and child prior to that any friends anything i would always be like you go that way. I'll go home. That's pretty much me. I was the big chicken shit until I became a father, and now I am the chosen one. Um, so it's crazy, like that when Cho Simba, Cho Simba one. When you were telling that story about um, the girl who got naked in front of you earlier, I actually, I she texted me, and I was like, "Can you can you tell me how you got out of that situation?" And she was like, "I looked right at Ben, and I said, you go that way. I'll go home.'" It's like, oh, that's that's hard. Oh, that's I was harsh. like, but I'm a little tiny horny Poor honey. Guy. What do I yeah. do? Oh, he's I'm already home. I'm in my dorm honey. room. <laughs> you go that way. I'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Wimplo, you think that everybody's dead, and it turns out only Wimplo is. There's an intermission. Yeah, with like, seven, like sixty minutes into an eighty-minute yeah, movie. Yeah. They come back. Uh, <laughs> There's an intermission where like the characters are selling you stuff. <laughs> It's They're so like, good. oh, I like Coca-Cola. Uh, I like a carbonated soda. That's that, a lot of their product placement. Oh, shit. Two minutes. Shit. Okay. Um, he fights off the world's tiniest rope, and he's breathing through it like, <laughs> like he's suffocating. And then he feel, realizes the only way to get rid of it is to run backwards to make the sure. rope go away. Sure. Uh, and then he decides that killing is wrong, and he's going to stand up against killing the chosen one. So can we play clip number 13? Betty has gone too far. Killing is wrong and bad. There should be a new stronger word for killing, like bad wrong or badong. <laughs> yes, killing is badong. I wish that more people, I wish ki- hashtag killing is badong could go viral right well, now. Well, what else? Because nothing truer has ever been said. I mean, 
other things I feel like other things qualify as bedong. But killing is definitely killing in the top for 10. sure. For sure is bedong. Yeah. Um several things. Yeah. You know, not recycling is badong. That's right up there with killing. Right up there with killing. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. This is this is actually true, and oh, I know God. we're running short on time. But I was walking my dogs today, my real dogs that don't talk. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And no, no. Uh, the, my neighbor was backing out of their driveway, and her kid threw a Q-tip out of her window onto my driveway. And I, like, looked Ew. at it, and I looked up. At her, and they backed out, and, like, the girl obviously didn't know that I was there and, like, saw me and froze. And, like, they stopped after they had backed out of the driveway, and, like, they the car stopped, and they didn't go anywhere. And then finally, like, the girl got out, and she ran out onto my driveway, and she picked it up. That's so and gross. I was, yeah, because her mom so knew. It was badong. Yeah. Littering is badong. It's badong. So the chosen one finds out that he has to remove the, the, the triangles that are protecting him. Uh, <coughs> Betty pyramids. They're pyramids, and we find out that there's this evil council. Who cares? Uh, and <laughs> so uh, aliens, etc. So Ling cuts his hands all up, pours lemons on him, salt, um, lights him on fire, and then he finally gets the power. And and after all she's put him through, he says, "Clip number fourteen, please." You have helped me reach the next level. And here I was starting to think you were just a sadistic psycho bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we only we don't have any more time or else I can do a round on that because I fucking love that. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he goes. This is the last sound clip I pulled, um, and this is kind of this movie's a little nutty, so it's appropriate. This is the final sound clip. He goes to buy nuts from the market, and can we play clip number fifteen? I'll take a pound of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, my God. If you haven't, that's all the time we have. We're going to leave it on that. That's a lot of nuts. If you haven't seen Kung Pao, do yourself a favor. Buy it. Rent it. Go out. Find it somehow. It's fucking hilarious. Hey, uh, tweet us or leave comments your your improv riffs on. That's a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. There you go. So we'll play this game with you guys. There you go. Yeah, since we can't play it here, we got to get out of here. Where can they find you until next time? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse or for Sketch at The Prom Losers. Also, let me know on the comment board what you thought of Pixels. A callback joke like five episodes ago. You got to be a longtime fan to understand that joke. To understand me. Yes. Until next time, I'm at the Ben Begley on and Twitter and Instagram at Guilty Movie Guys. If we haven't said that enough here, uh, you can find the Funhouse Massacre on Showtime on Demand right now. And also, what did I, what else did I have to say? Oh, the Star Wars fan film that I did was really cool. I got to play an X-wing pilot named Jet. I'd like to say his name's Jet Skywalker, but that's uh, that's not canon, so don't go with that. Oof. But uh, check it out. It's Star Wars Destroyer. I tweeted it out on my page, and let me know what you think. And just tweet at us in general about uh, your favorite moment from Kung Pao. We'd love to know your favorite joke and uh, some suggestions for next week. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? Wee 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 Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.